Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the fire you can't put out. My name is Melvin, and I want to thank you so much for being here. Kyle Rittenhouse is a bit of a hero to the conservative right right now. I, I remember when the Rittenhouse thing happened, and the thing that made Rittenhouse so attractive to the conservative movement is the fact that he did something that they all were not able to do. I feel like Donald Trump did this a lot too. He did things that a lot of his supporters did not feel like they could do. I've been hearing conservative fantasies about beating or or killing or arresting protesters really for as as long as I've, I've been aware of this stuff. You know, almost as long as I've been alive. And when he decided to go to a Black Lives Matter protest and kill people, he did the thing that so many in the conservative movement wanted to do, but of course they didn't want to go down for. And I remember he instantly started raising money for himself and the money he started raising was off the charts. Embarrassing. What did he really do? He didn't give a powerful speech. He's not running for public office. Uh, he didn't. He didn't write a a book that that inspired a conservative nation. He killed a couple of people because they were protesting for black folks' rights. And with that, he became a hero. And of course, he's white, so he's out on bond right now. And he's out drinking right now. And I remember hearing some folks say, that's not really us. That's not us. No, I'm pretty sure that is you. So something else happened this week. And the conservative movement can say as much as, this is not us. This is not our party. I'm pretty sure it is. And if y'all really want to change it, the best thing is going to be to... um. Recognize what it is and to take ownership of it. Morgan Wallen. I don't know how many of you are aware of Morgan Wallen. He is a country western uh, singer. Uh, Fairly popular. Uh, Definitely one of those more recognizable names if you're into that genre. And he did something pretty despicable about a week ago. Uh, and of course it hit TMZ and, you know, it made its way across social media and he, he got in an argument with an African American man. I think it was his neighbor. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't call anybody the N word. And he did. And he, he used the N word against this, this person that he was talking to. Um, like it wasn't his first time letting that particular word fly. <laughs> he, if, you, if this is possible, he used the N-word like an old racist pro. And the shock and horror <laughs> moved throughout the country. Kind of. So right away, his label in- suspends him indefinitely. What the hell does that mean? Well, that means they're not going to be promoting him. They're not going to be spending money on him. They're not going to be trying to get him deals. They're not going to be trying to book him tours. You know, I don't know if he runs his own social media page, but if they have somebody running a social media page, that's going to stop. Country Western Radio decided to stop playing his music. They go, oh, yeah, that's it. 
Just like when the Dixie Chicks uh, said that they were embarrassed that George W. Bush comes from America and they just stopped playing their music, which, okay, fine. I suppose the same response for Mr. Morgan Wallen. Yeah, Country Western Music stopped. They, they Country Western Radio stopped playing his music. And I said, okay, you know, a new day dawns, right? His label suspends him. They stop playing his music on the radio. But let's be clear. It's 2021 and no one listens to the radio. Um, within a week, within a week of this story making the rounds on all these different platforms about what he did using this racist epithet. And he apologized. Well, he, he, he apologized. I'm using air quotes here. Um, but within a week, his sales have quadrupled. Um, his streams, which is how most of us listen to music now uh, in this era, have quadrupled. The thing that he did, much like with Kyle Rittenhouse, made him incredibly popular. Quadrupled his sales. Morgan Wallen, after calling somebody the N-word, a white man, by, by the way, after calling somebody the N-word and it getting caught on camera and the rest of us normal non-racist people being caught off guard and being shocked, the conservative movement, and most country listeners are conservative, rewarded him, much like they did with Mr. Rittenhouse, by throwing as much money at him as possible because what did he do? He lived out... Another conservative fantasy. And that was to, to call a black person the N-word to their face and get away with it. The Rittenhouse story isn't over. This little POS is out on bail right now. And I don't know who his lawyers are, but there's I think the likelihood is incredibly strong he's going to go free or he's not going to do a lot of time. And he'll be out there murdering protesters again before you know it. Much the same with Mr. Wallen. Well, not much the same. I don't believe he killed anybody yet. He's still young. He still has time. So I was watching a local uh, news program, and they were so the, the, the a funny thing is happening with the Republican Party right now. They are losing voters, not not at the level that I would like to see. Um, I believe probably somewhere that one in 10 Republicans probably isn't cool with the Trump faction of the party. One in 10. So nine in 10 think he's brilliant, which, okay, I'm going to leave that there. But there are some of them that are unhappy and they are now, they're now starting to leave the party. Well, what do the numbers look like where they are leaving the party? I'm going to use, this is happening in every state, by the way. After the Capitol insurrection, uh, Republicans began changing their party registration, began leaving the party, you know, doing all, 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 the, all the unfollows and the angry letters to the to their conservative um, uh, to the conservative leaders that, you know, supported the insurrection uh, in Oregon. It's I think it's up to 10,000 people now have have left the, the Republican Party. Uh, 10,000. Now, for context. I think it's about 1%, maybe just over 1%, but it's something because if every vote counts and they tell us that it does, if every vote really counts, then it matters that these folks are leaving the Republican Party. 
And then this was a big one. Um, I went after Newt Bueller a couple years ago on this show when he was running for governor of Oregon. And Oregon's a pretty deep blue state. Um, we were, for a little bit, we thought Newt Bueller, the Republican, might actually win the governorship because he was doing pretty well. Uh, and I think the thing that made Mr. Bueller do so well is maybe he wasn't as conservative as we all thought. So Mr. Newt Bueller uh, really did scoop up the Trump faction and he didn't do so by, you know, really, really playing up the Trump. He just sort of let those folks know that he wanted their vote and he's on their side. So the Trump, they, they, they had, they'd have the Trump flag and they'd have the Newt Bueller thing in their yard, you know, so he had all of the same constituents that Donald Trump did. And now Newt Bueller, the guy who uh, ran for governor of Oregon and ran for Congress as a Republican uh, and is a leader of the party in Oregon State, has now left the Republican Party and has been granting interviews on television and on radio saying, I'm sorry, but after the insurrection, and none of these none of these Republican leaders will own up to it. He goes, I don't, I don't know who this party is anymore. All right, so now here is something. Um, now that's great news. So I think the party is going to have to take a serious look at itself. But um, here's something to make you puke. So <laughs> my my representative, <laughs> Jamie Herrera Butler. She is also granted a television interview to our local NBC affiliate, KGW, and she has said, and I quote, she says, uh, we are not the party. I can almost can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> oh, oh, composing myself here. She says, we are not the party of white supremacy. Check. Okay. We are not the party of QAnon. Okay. Also check. We are not the party of the Proud Boys. Ooh, you go, girl. You make them think you really don't give an S about them. You go! And then she says, and I do not want their votes. Now, I hope, for her sake, that none of those people were watching that particular interview. Because if they were, then she's not going to get reelected. Because whether she likes it or not... Look here, Cupcake. This is your party. QAnon supports Jamie Herrera Butler. White supremacists support Jamie Herrera Butler. The QAnon nuts support Jamie Herrera Butler. And they have done so because Jamie Herrera Butler has voted for them and in favor of them. She voted overwhelmingly with Donald Trump. Whenever his, his stuff came up in Congress, she overwhelmingly voted with Donald Trump. And, of course, when he ran for president twice, she voted for him both times. So, the party is largely unaware of itself. But another point was made to me earlier this evening, and it was made by, by Newt Bueller, which, which took me back, but I think Newt is right. So the interviewer asks, is the, is the party splitting? Is the Republican Party splitting? And he said, well, I, I, I think so. He says, but we're not the only ones. He says, I think the 
uh, Democratic Party is splitting too. And this is where uh, we take that mirror, ladies and gentlemen, and we turn it back on ourselves. Because when he said that, I thought about it for a minute. And then I said, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. So the Joe Manchins of the party, those folks, your corporate Democrats, uh, they call themselves fiscally conservative Democrats. Oh, go piss up a rope. Your conservatives. Your cons- but this, Joe Manchin comes from, comes from Virginia. West Virginia, wherever the piss he's from. And he he had conservatives vote for him. So he's got to make sure to hold on to the conservatives. Now, hold on, buckaroo. Yeah, he had some conservatives vote for him. Um, And so he needs to hold on to them. Okay, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that a F-ton more Democrats voted for him. Why is he not as concerned about holding on to that particular constituency? And so there are the mansions and there are the McCaskills, you know, and, and then there are the rest of us. Then there are the rest of us that are truly progressive and we want money out of politics. And, and when Joe Manchin decides to coddle you know, even a teeny tiny bit of the United States Republican Party. He really is coddling white supremacists. Whatever their reason is for voting the way they vote in Congress, there is absolutely zero percent of a chance that the United States Republican Party will continue to win elections if they do not have the white supremacists. What say you? Mitch McConnell tried to say that they don't need these loony lies in the GOP and it's a cancer in Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene is indeed the future of your party. I was watching Congressman Riggle the other day, um, and he used to be a conservative in Congress, but then was insufficiently conservative enough. And so he is no longer in the party. But um, he still hopes that his Republican Party will return to what it is someday. And until it is, he's pointing out things like this. He point he I've 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 always hated the phrase rugged individualism, rugged individualism. And the reason why it just sounds stupid. It just sounds like you guys are are are, are a bunch of wrestlers. And I'm just waiting to get hit in the back with a chair when you say things like that. But the reason they they do it. Is because in the conservative movement, um, going all, I mean, all the way back to, you know, to, to Lincoln and all the rest, they've seen themselves as a collection of individuals who are um, a part of society, but not necessarily the society itself, if that makes any sense. There's, a, there's an illusion among conservatives that they're doing everything by themselves. The roads that they drive on in the morning, those just grow there, <laughs> you know? And, you know, of course, the, the, the moneyed system and so on and so forth and, you know, laws and that stuff just... So they, they are, uh, they see themselves as sovereign citizens. They're not really a part of this, 
you know, they're by themselves and they did it all by themselves. And the clean water that comes to their house, that's just magic. <laughs> you know, the airwaves, that's just magic. You know, all the, the cell phone towers and, and DARPAnet, which is now the internet, you know, and they do everything on the internet. That's just magic. I mean, they're painfully unaware of how much they depend on their own government. Um, but they've turned to what Congressman Riggle referred to as uh, the authoritarian daddy party. He said, we used to be the party of rugged individualism. And I cringe when he says it. He says, we used to be the party of rugged individualism, and now we are the party of an authoritarian daddy. He goes, hey, I thought we depended on ourselves. What is this? That... Everything is all about Donald Trump. And I think that's a really fair point. Much as I don't care for the phrase, he, I think he's right. So why is it all of a sudden that, that Trump is like Jesus to your party? And it's I, and I alone can do it. And if you say anything bad about him, you know, like, the, like, like Cheney did, like Lynn Cheney did, well, then you're out of the party. And if you vote against him, like, well, like 10 Republicans, then you're out of the party because he is now the party. One of the ding-dong uh, white supremacists uh, that got arrested after the insurrection, her name is Jenny Cudd. And I remember seeing her video. She was so proud of committing felonies on camera. Anyway... She got arrested. She's awaiting trial. And she recently reached out to the judge and asked, um, could I go on my vacation still? Yes, I committed a felony. Yes, I was part of an insurrection. <laughs> yes, uh, I, well, the thing I did got a bunch of people killed. And yeah, but, 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 hey, hey, before this insurrection, um, judge, I had a Mexican, yeah, this is real. I had a Mexican trip planned. And I would really like to still go on that vacation. Judge, judge, I've already paid for the vacation. Oh, Miss Jenny, Jenny, God. And think about this happening to anybody else. Think about if this person were black, right? Imagine it's a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters storming the White House or storming Capitol Hill. Right. And then they all get arrested. They live stream themselves doing felonies like a bunch of dumb white supremacists. And then you know, they end up in jail. And then one of them says, hey, I had a vacation plan before this. Can I still go on my vacation? Oh, my God. If they weren't murdered at the Capitol, they'd be murdered in jail. And they, they, they might even be murdered by the judge. And like, there's no way this kind of thing is going to happen. But this judge uh, has taken to, to Miss Jenny. Uh, Jenny Cud and says, um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can take your vacation. And this is real. Yeah, you can go take your vacation. Y'all want to know what white privilege looks like? It looks like Miss Jenny Chud. It also looks like the QAnon shaman because uh, he went on a hunger strike in jail because he needs only organic food, which is the kind of thing you normally hear conservatives make fun of progressives for you. Well, you, you know, <laughs> here, you want your vegan food, you little liberal, you know, but that's apparently that's the QAnon guy. And yeah, they've, they've finally given it to him. And there's a whole bunch of these guys where when they made their first court appearance and Rachel Maddow talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, when they made their first court appearance back home, the judge let him go back home. 
Even let them, you know, destroy some of the evidence if they wanted to. And then a judge in D.C. would see these, whoa, what the f*** are you doing? Get that ass to jail. All right, so we have another insurrection coming up in about three or four weeks, I want to say. Um, Melvin, do you know something we don't know? No, 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 no. No, I, 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 now who knows if it'll actually play out. Uh, perhaps uh, the arrests and all the rest of, of, of the insurrectionists will make people think twice before they engage in another insurrection in D.C. And I talked about this a little bit last week, that the National Guard is staying there uh, through early March because there is a conspiracy that that is when Trump will become president again. And so, uh, I, and I think you're going to get all the same information that I am. Um, and, you know, well, maybe they won't, you know. Maybe they won't because they've, they've seen all the arrests and they've seen the bad things that, that can happen. I'd say there's not a lot of bad things really happening to the insurrectionists because um, a lot of them, you know, they got to get out on bail right away and they got to go home and destroy evidence and they get to go on their Mexican vacations now and they, they get to get their super fancy food. and you know. So it seems to me that um, perhaps because these folks are white, perhaps because we got all those uh, conservative Trump judges, that it really looks like um, it's not that bad if you do this kind of thing. One of the things we could have done with these folks is is made an example out of them so that nobody wants to go and do this again, but we didn't. And so I think that raises the chances of another insurrection happening on March 4th. And Trump, uh, who's uh, standing trial right now for his second impeachment, who claims to know absolutely nothing about QAnon and and his lawyers are saying these people they acted on judge they acted under their own volition Mr. Trump had nothing to do with this QAnon he's never even heard of QAnon oh they think he's still president well that's just because they miss him judge Trump hotels have begun raising their prices and they peak Right around the week of March 4th. So it seems to me that uh, old moneymaker president, you know, ex-president has said that um, he knows that these wackadoodles are going to be coming to D.C. because they believe that him and Joe Biden switched faces or whatever. Uh, these, and he, but these folks are going to come to D.C. so they can see the inauguration, the second inauguration of one Donald Trump. And yeah, even though it's not going to happen, they're still going to come to town. They're still going to need a hotel to stay in. They're still going to need expensive food to eat, expensive booze to drink. And the, and because they're there, because they love their authoritarian daddy, Donald Trump, he feels pretty confident that they'll stay in his hotels. And even though there's not going to be an inauguration, and Donald Trump will not be president again. He's going to make as much money as he can off of this lie because he is well aware of this lie. And I would hope that the Democrats would use this in his impeachment trial, that this is clear evidence that he knows what's what when it comes to these wackadoodles. But once again, it's probably not going to matter because I know that the conservatives have already in their minds decided to exonerate him because if a Republican does it, that means that it is not illegal. Recently learned about Patricia Durgis. And this is, this, is, this is insane because, of course, this is the, 
this is the, another example of welcome to the anti-science party. Uh, Rachel Maddow did a great piece about this last week. But what this woman did was is, as soon as coronavirus shut everything down, she began selling a fake stem cell cure um, to people. And she had a, a little bit of a medical background. She didn't have a, a license to practice, but just enough of a medical background that it sounded like she knew what she was talking about, sounded like she knew what she was doing. And, of course, she was selling these shots for roughly around $1,000, sometimes as much as $14 per shot. And she called it a cure for COVID, a cure for COVID-19. And then people gave her $1,000 or better, and they went ahead and stepped right up and let her inject whatever this is, which is not a COVID cure, into their arms. Um after getting busted for doing that, and she's from the state of Missouri, after doing that, she's now been brought up on about a dozen federal charges. And it's looking she's looking at some pretty serious prison time for what she's doing. But of course, since she ran this scam, and she made over $200,000 running this scam, by the way. Since she ran this scam, uh, she has become a Missouri state senator because y'all can run from this as much as you want but god damn it this is your party all right so uh, air force one this is fun any any plane that the president travels on is considered air force one now there are a few planes that have that name on them like you know, painted on them, spray painted on them or whatever. Um, there's a larger one. There's a smaller one. There's a couple of them. But really any plane that the president is on is Air Force One. Hey, that that's news. OK, um, for most folks, most folks don't know that. And so uh, conspiracy theory time. <laughs> so Joe Biden, of course, has been traveling in s- several different planes. Sometimes there's the larger one that people are more accustomed to seeing. Sometimes there's, you know, one of the smaller ones, or sometimes there's no label at all. But the fact that Joe Biden was seen getting on this smaller Air Force One and not the larger one that Donald Trump would would show off in pictures so much, it's just one more thing for the conspiracy-minded movement that tells them... That's not the real Air Force One. Joe Biden's on it. It's the real Air Force One. That's not the real Air Force One. Yes, it is. Joe Biden's. No, no, no. That's not the one that Donald Trump was on. Donald Trump was on that one, too. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And they're sharing these side-by-side pictures on social media. And oh, my God. (gasps) Donald Trump is still president. And so they're pissing their pants with excitement because it's just one more thing that proves to them, you know, that uh, that he's, he's still president. And if they were if they were sharing these things on a smaller scale, just to make themselves feel a little better, that'd be one thing. But that's not the kind of scale it's being shared on. Um, the Oregon Republican Party was sharing conspiracy theories in the um, the official Republican Party of Oregon State, and I'm not sure how many other GOP states. Uh, state parties were doing this, but in the immediate aftermath of the insurrection, the official. Not some, not some wingnut break off. The official Oregon Republican Party was sharing conspiracy theories and said that the insurrection was a false flag and to not fall for it. And Donald Trump is still president. And those 10 Republicans that voted to impeach him, why they're going to hell. 
this is your party, GOP. It's uncomfortable and it's sad. And I know that my tone sounds celebratory, but it's not. As I've long maintained on this show, we cannot have only one functional party in this country. You can say, Melvin, well, we got dozens. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> we've, we've got things that resemble parties, but they're not really powerful with infrastructure and leaders. We've got really two large, but well, we need a third one. Oh, piss off. This isn't the time for that. We have two major parties, one that's more progressive, one that's more conservative. And of course, uh, there, there are factions inside of those that move, you know, more on one end of the spectrum or on the other end of the spectrum. But we really have the two. Well, at this time, in February 2021, we only have the one party. And that would be the one that's on the progressive end of the spectrum. Because the Republican Party is not a functioning party right now. And that's bad news. Whether you're a Democrat or whether you're a Republican. We need competing parties. We need competing ideas. And I say this as a progressive. Uh, This experiment, this democratic American experiment will not last. It will not work out well for anybody. If we only have one party, even if that party is only the Democratic Party. I see the Republican Party is about to go through some pretty serious changes because there's no way that you're going to get anybody to vote for the Republicans' um, agenda because their agenda is tax cuts for the rich and it's cutting off poor people from things that they need. And it's really only about enriching the rich and the white and the super rich and the morbidly rich and the terribly rich and the awful rich and the gigantic rich and the, oh my God, I'm so rich. That's all they care about. And they need to keep winning elections, even though that's the only thing they really stand for. So what are they going to do? Are they really going to, are they really going to cut themselves off and not coddle the white supremacists anymore? They'll never win another election ever again. I don't know what it's going to take to change that particular party, the GOP. But the sooner they do it, the better. Um, <laughs> I heard one of my local news affiliates complaining about how uh, how the news is so boring right now. And I couldn't really tell if they were complaining, but they certainly mentioned, man, wow, you ever notice how much things have changed since the new year? So boring. Um, yeah, it is a little bit right now. And you know what? I think news is boring and it should be boring. and It should stay boring for a little while. Um, But it's not going to stay for long. The kind of growth uh, and fracturing that you're going to see uh, inside the Republican Party that um, seemingly stands for nothing or stands for all of the worst ideas in the world right now, uh, that divorce, (laughs) separation, and maybe remarriage (laughs) is going to happen before our very eyes over the next next couple of years. Uh, and I'll be here to document it. Stay tuned. Thank you for being here 
on the fire you camp it out our official homie is tfycpo.podbean.com uh, <laughs> questions comments hate mail just a general statement or inquiry you can email me at tfycpo at gmail.com uh, we work hard to not only inform and it, but to and, and, and but to entertain excuse me I get so excited over my own show <laughs> so feel free to reach out to us and as always thank you for listening we are the fire you can't put out and we will prevail rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity special thanks to Kevin hey Kev for producing and thank you for listening this is Melvin signing off now that I've woke you up good morning